Hello and welcome to episode 113 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon. I'm your host as always. And with me once again, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jeremy, what's up? Ricardo Benavides is with us as well. Ricardo, say hello to the people. Hey, peeps. I like that one of you can follow follow the instructions. It's, uh, it's nearing the end of 2021, so we're definitely uh, getting close to the voting for co-host of the year. We are. Oh, I wonder. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I hope I hope Ricardo, you know what's in what it's like to take a loss, man. I know, I know. I, I've had a lot of loss. <laughs> That's <so>. true. <laughs> I'll try to give you a W then. Okay. Vote for Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You can you can listen to this podcast anywhere the podcasts are available. If you could, you know, like, rate, review, share, all that good stuff, we would really appreciate it. Um, I think I think the kids say smash the subscribe button or something like that. Smash the smash, smash the like yeah. button. Smash the like button. Hit yeah. the subscribe button. Okay. Whatever works. Get, get um, on with it, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, gotten together, guys. I know we put the one the one episode out uh, with Willie Frank the third, uh, but that was something we had recorded a few weeks back. So. Uh, yeah, it's the first time we've all been together in a few weeks. I know we've had, um, you know, Ricardo, I know you've been dealing with a lot with your uncle that we've mentioned on the podcast before. Um, mm-hmm. Uncle Fred, rest in peace, passed away after Thanksgiving. Um, and it but, wasn't due to Gina's cooking. So <laughs> just <wanted> no, <laughs> she's a great, she's nope. great. No, she, I'm sure he'd yeah. be, he'd be in, yeah, he'd be doing well with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought I was thinking about this because so I've, you know, over like the last couple of months, I've had to go on antibiotics like three times. I've been prescribed antibiotics three times, right? I just want to think I'm thinking about this and from your your perspective, Ricardo, with Uncle Fred, like being misdiagnosed. Oh, right. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And like how important it is to like listen to your body, because it's like I went on antibiotics once for an infection, got off of them. And then all of a sudden it flared back up like 10 times worse. So they put me on another antibiotic and wanted to test me again. As soon as I was done with that, tested me again. And they're like, oh, you have to go on a third antibiotic. And I'm just like, that can't be good. And like, yeah. this is like in six weeks time frame. So, um, and it's for, for you to, I've been battling UTIs, which is common with, with people with spinal cord injuries. Um, but, you know, it, it's, I, I think you have to really look for for things out like from this perspective you have to really look for things outside of antibiotics and and pharmaceuticals you have to really try to research with you know D-manos and things like that and I found uh, this company called Ucora that um, actually specializes in they have like some three step thing for uh, like bladder and and urinary tract health which is great so i've been been doing that and i feel a lot better so i haven't gone on the third antibiotic yet well i think certainly jeremy for some things you ought to be looking into some other remedies right for you know maybe potentially getting into some root causes yeah of what's going on and how you can regulate your body exactly yep uh, yeah. But you know, there's all there is a good time and a place for pharmaceuticals, and I think Absolutely. maybe a urinary tract infection. Yeah, but, yeah, but aut- antibiotics you don't want to overdo. No, it, right? yeah, yeah. You, you I know. mean you have to be very sparing yeah. with those. Yeah. Three yeah. times seems like an awful lot. In Did you get weeks, yourself yeah. some probiotics to counter? I, yeah, I mean I always take probiotics anyway. So, um, 
and these this Yukora like three step system has like you so you're taking like even more uh, pro uh, probiotics and prebiotics with that so um, yeah I mean a lot of, and you know a lot of stuff like starts and um, a lot of illness sickness starts in your gut I mean for that's, sure that's oh a yeah. Big, yeah, you know, that's yeah a big thing for sure but um, so that's what I've been dealing with the last few weeks and then and then on top of it got a little bit of a skin breakdown on the back of my leg because i think like just being on the like skateboarding two doses of antibiotics in a row oh, like okay. just really mm-hmm. um you know we weakened my just everything you know because it, it's wiping it's not just killing the whatever's ailing well, you it's killing well, everything and well, good, good and bad your skin is a key indicator of your health mm. right because everything comes out in your skin so right um when that starts breaking down, you know there's something really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm on the mend, I think. I'm feeling pretty good. So. Well, you look good. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Don't look a day over 41. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Ricardo, you know, talk about about your the process with Uncle Fred. And, oh, and, man, yeah, it I was mean, sad. It was sad. Just because I, I know yeah. you had just taken him in, and, and he had been checked out, and then it turns, you know, just talk, yeah. talk about what happened. Yeah, okay, so uh, for everybody out there, uh, uh, Fred was 86, and uh, he had Parkinson's, and he has Parkinson's for at least the last, you know, diagnosed for the last 15 years or so. And um, probably it was probably exposures uh, to something environmental his wife also had it and she passed away like five years ago um but um you know he would go regular doctor appointments like you know everybody at that age you know should be going every six months you know he'd go see his neurologist and he'd see his primary care and um you know fred was never a complainer you know he's just a happy go lucky guy and he would take his meds and take his medications on time and everything um but with Parkinson's, you know, you get um, some nerve pain and stuff like that. So in the last month or so, um, he made a couple calls to emergency. He was in assisted living care. And so he was getting good care because we'd see him every day. Right. And uh, he had like three calls in the last month to go to the emergency room. And because of COVID, um, you're not allowed to go back with him. Right, you can check them in and stuff, but you can't go back into the emergency areas and stuff like that. So I think, you know, the one thing is that doctors that are listening to this out there is when you have geriatric patients, you really have to probe them for questions. Cause like Fred would just say, you know, the pain's gone, everything's good. I'll take a Tylenol and go home. And that's kind of how it happened on the first two um, emergency room visits. And then the third one, because uh, we had seen his neurologist the day before. She said, you know, I saw you were in the emergency room, you know, Fred. You know, next time they you complain about hip pain, make sure they take an x-ray of your hip and not your foot. And because he also had it there, but, you know, I wasn't back there with him. So this third time was able to go back with him because um, he had become agitated and they needed some help. And so I asked for that uh, hip x-ray and they found cancer. Man. Yeah, and then they did another scan, and they found it throughout his body. So, Jeez. so Fred was in spent his last few days in the hospital, and then uh, a couple days at home hospice, and then uh, you know gracefully he passed away um, uh, without any pain, and uh, you know, but 
it was it's a, it was a shock. I mean, it yeah. was it wasn't like you know when they came back and said you know you got cancer. It was like oh okay. Most people who yeah. are diagnosed with cancer don't die like within days of finding out. Yeah. Right. So was, well, he had stage four. He had stage four. They said he had because yeah. it was everywhere. It had gone yeah. undiagnosed. Yeah. yeah gone, for some time. Yeah, undiagnosed. And um, when I look at all of his blood work and everything. Uh, I said, well, how come it doesn't show up in any of his blood work? And they said that, you know, you need to actually be looking for it. So, and maybe his pain was being masked by his pain, you know, his pain that he was having wasn't really related to his Parkinson's, but yeah. was related to his cancer pain. So, because he had it in his liver and that, I understand, is very painful. Sheesh. So, Man. it was pretty tragic and uh we're gonna miss you a lot uncle fred yeah. so yeah, but, uncle fred, yeah but for anybody i guess of any age man you know when you go in to a doctor um just make sure that they do their jobs i mean they're getting paid and i know that you know they want you to answer the surveys and they want good little five stars and likes and what is it bang it bang the like yeah you know smash, but you, the, like, smash, smash it. the like but the thing is you know you have to be your own advocate everybody out there and um yeah i would yeah i would so. i would 100 percent agree with that because um you may have to really be proactive in your own health yeah because oftentimes it might be too late if you don't yeah and you know we've had that with our our friend joe well you could have had it with your son you this know? is true. I mean, you could have ignored it, that little pain and given him a Tylenol, and and we they did yeah. for like ten days. You yeah, know, exactly. come to find out, his his appendix is burst and it's rotting inside of him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, but you just have to, yeah. It's it's a, it's an interesting world, Jeremy. Well, life Ricardo. is fragile. Life is fragile. I mean, yeah, and, we know uh, this, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. you know, and so if anybody out there listening and they got somebody that they that's older that they care for, <clears> you know. Maybe go to a doctor's appointment with them once in a while. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, a good absolutely. that's a good point, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really think about that, and it, and and you're talking about he had Parkinson's. Most people would probably just associate all of it. It's such a dominant disease that they would just say, "Sure, of course, that's why you're hurting." Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. you know, like maybe have to dig in a little deeper sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys. Um, Today, I know we're doing a little bit of a different episode. We don't actually have a guest on today's show, but... Well, I'm we kind do. of a guest here. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, yeah, I mean, it seems yeah. like you guys are both guests. Uh, too. It's been so damn long since we've done yeah. this. But, uh, yeah, we're going to... Um, we are. We do have some great guests lined up over the next few weeks. We're going to have Brianna Wheeler on, and she uh, is one of the hosts of the Live to Roll YouTube channel and Live to Roll Foundation, the the weekly um, videos they do or, or live shows they do uh, with, with people dealing with spinal cord injuries and disabilities. And um, she does a women's, she, she works with Sean Fluke, who we've had on the show, uh, who's an mm. amazing guy. He's the, he's the actual founder of Live to Roll. And then he brought her, uh, Brianna, in with him. And she's kind of taking it to another level so we're gonna have her on next week um and then speaking of a past guest have i was watching the documentary sorry to interrupt you man i was watching the von dutch documentary on okay. hulu which is crazy by the by the way but guess who's in there Our, jesse belauer jesse belauer man every oh. knows everybody down in socal man that's, that's, yeah. yeah he was he's a good yeah he's a good dude man 
um i was yeah i figured it must be him yeah he's a, it was either him or uh um, paul vasagoidi i was gonna guess so um yeah so we're gonna have brianna wheeler on though next week and then uh, I don't know. I'm sure everybody out there, pro- if you have social media and you follow Joe Rogan, you probably saw this story um, about a, I guess he, he had posted something, a, a screenshot of this story that was talking about um, a gel, an injection of a gel that could uh, cure or had cured spinal cord injuries in mice. Oh, it wasn't um, to improve male enhancement. <clears throat> no, no. Nothing like that. Okay. Uh, it was a it was a one time injection, and uh, he just he posted it, um, shared it, you know, with his billions of followers. Yeah, probably. No, I know. And, like uh, four people sent that to me. Yeah, that's me, how. Me too. How many like how prominent it was? Right. So yeah, for him I got to it share sent, that. That's helpful. Yeah, I got it sent to me by a number of people too, and it, it's a study out of Northwestern University. Uh, in Illinois, and uh, it's it's headed by Professor Samuel Stupp, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just email this guy. And well, see. we do have success with getting people that are doing um, studies yeah. on yeah. on our podcast. Well, I just told him, I just emailed him and said, look. I was like, I know you're probably getting. After I know Joe you were Rogan. on Joe Rogan. I was like, well, I... he wasn't on Joe Rogan, but I was like, I know after Joe Rogan shared the the uh, the article that um, was mentioning your study that you probably are getting bombarded by people asking for interview requests from a lot bigger outlets than uh, my spinal cord injury specific podcast. But I would love to have you on. I think. I think you're, uh, the, what you're doing is amazing. I think it could, could really help people. I think it would be really interesting to our audience. And um, I figured I would never hear back. And then his assistant um, wrote me back, like I think the day before Thanksgiving, said, hey, I'd love to come on. He would love to come on. It just yeah. would have to be. Yeah, uh, a major. Yeah, it's just, he said it'll have to it be goes, later in December. So it goes, oh, Joe Rogan. It goes yeah. Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan, Live to Walk Again yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. and every other person yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, and exactly. we're we're gaining, we're gaining yeah, ground on yeah. Joe. So yeah. <laughs> keep your head on a swivel. One listener Joe Rogan. at a time, right? Yeah, and be exactly. patient. One listener at a time. So I, you know, I thought what we could do today, guys, is just, I, I sent both of you the article about this study, and we've all read it now. Um, and I just want to give a brief overview so people kind of understand. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Dr. Stupp or Professor Stupp on the show to, to lay it out a little bit better for us. So, so, so you know, what wasn't clear to me in that article was um, how long after the injury can you. That'll be, that's like my number one question yeah, for him. Exactly. Yeah, there was a, it was I mean, a. It's definitely some. Well, I mean. I mean, any progress, right? Is, is, is so, good, yeah. Like, but. so. Basically, there there's a videos out there, um, and, and we'll we'll link the uh, we'll link the article uh, to the podcast homepage. Uh, but there's a video in the article showing mice walking with very little issues uh, four weeks after the spinal cord injury, and then subsequent injection with this experimental drug. Um, it's in preclinical. It, they're doing preclinical therapy right now with it, um, and it's designed to regenerate this this drug is designed to regenerate nerve cells after a spinal cord injury um by mimicking the extracellular matrix around the spine the liquefied drug promotes the regeneration of severed nerves 
and the repair of other vital tissues, allowing the rodents to regain the ability to walk within four weeks, which is crazy. Yeah. And that, um, you know, the other vital tissues. So it's like, this is like regenerating blood vessels, all kind of, you know, I mean, everything you need to promote cell growth, nerve regeneration, all that sort of thing. So just think about applying that when I read it to heart disease. Um, yeah, I right? mean, this could be yeah. like a game changer for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, this this would could be the fountain of youth. It the I mean there was there was some um, breakthrough that happened, and then there was an even further breakthrough when they found that they could. I don't. What were they injecting that was causing the cells to like basically move and like attract? It was uh, yeah. So basically, what they're injecting. Um, they inject synthetic nanofibers into the damaged tissue of mice 24 hours after making a cut in their spinal cords. Uh, consisting of an array of peptides, these nanofibers quickly assemble into a gel around the wound and begin communicating with cells in order to promote healing. Um, then the researchers found that the, the true genius of their work lies in a mutation that was incorporated into the peptide sequence, causing the molecules to become more mobile. Uh, Explaining the logic behind this approach, uh, study author Samuel L. Stupp noted in a statement that receptors in neurons and other cells constantly move around, and that if the molecules are sluggish and not as social, they may never come into contact with the cells. So they made basically made this the cells move or uh, the 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 gel the 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 proteins i guess it was or the um the peptides peptides whatever the is in the peptides they're injecting is yeah they're able they were able to to mess Sup- with one of super the molecular polyamers super molecular yep that was my next uh, quote i was just getting ready for that word so uh, but yeah so they're you know you're able to to cause us a slight mutation and have it so yeah it was it, it stimulated like the cells speed. to move around to yeah yeah to find basically to find the cells that they need to repair yeah. wow. so I, they um, they used the word dance which i thought was yeah, uh i thought that was interesting a good descriptive word i mean what do you do when you dance you need a partner yeah mm-hmm. you don't have to but i mean <laughs> it's better dancing with a partner so right. bring on the super molecular polymers dancing with the damaged cell cells Right. And so, um, you know, so the, so anyway, the, the nanofibers quickly assemble into a gel around the wound and begin communicating with cells in order to, to promote healing. Uh, this is achieved thanks to the release of two vital signals, one of which activates a receptor called B1 integrin in order to promote the regrowth of neuronal connecting arms, otherwise known as axons, which we've talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second signal, meanwhile, mimics a molecule called fibroblast growth factor 2, which helps neurons survive by supporting the development of other vital tissues, such as blood vessels, and myelin, which insulates nerve fibers. Wow. So, I mean, I know none of us are scientists. and uh, It's pretty heavy stuff. It's, it's very, it's just, I feel like it's, it's super interesting. I mean, it seems like it could be a huge... Huge innovation, like you mentioned, yeah. Ricardo. Like it could probably help with heart disease. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Like we haven't talked about a cure yet, Mm-mm. where it actually reverses paralysis. We've talked about 
you know, building scaffolding. Scaffolding. Yeah. Um, we've talked about um, injecting stem cells to help regenerate. Right. Some of the nerves, but nothing's like repairing the injury. Yeah, and then yeah. this is what they're looking to do. I mean, they're looking for a way to just yeah. prevent, like, be able to give this to to people. And you know, like we've talked about before, this might not help me or other people that have been dealing with. I mean, this thing might well, not be perfect for people that have been paralyzed for twenty years, but it could be. It could lead to. Well, uh, you could, know. well you'd have to probably somehow re-injure your. Yeah, well, you'd have to, or using like micro surgery tools yeah, that yeah. they have to yeah. go in and scrape the the, the scar uh, tissue scar tissue away. Yeah. Um. To yeah, to essentially yeah. reopen the yeah. wound basically, yeah. Yeah. and and then. But I mean, shit. If that. Yeah. Why not? And, yeah. Why the hell not? And you know, so so I had heart surgery, right? Right. And, um, and one of the things after I had my heart surgery was like, oh my god, I can really feel my heart pounding, you know, and it was kind of scary. Mm. Because, you know, it's such a slow decline, you don't really notice it, you know. But even at 70% recovery, it was like, wow, man, that's that's kind of crazy that I can really feel this now. You know, now I've gotten used to it again. But I wonder what it would feel like to have that stimulation in the rest of your body. Because, you know, you have some atrophy and, you know... Um, who was it that was uh, one of the gals that we were talking to that talked about the 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 pain that she would feel from her nerves coming alive? Mm. Um, uh, the rock star, um, uh, Angela uh, Rockwood. Angela Rockwood, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Angela Rockwood. And so, I mean, so all those things have to be accounted for, right? You know, when doing something like this. I mean, it's really promising, and maybe it's a, like a, you know a, a baby step forward right you do you'd need multiple treatments right because these mice didn't atrophy right right you know but you know yeah i I think yeah there there would have to be something in conjunction with this but but if this could work to just you know somebody gets this injection they have it on hand at at hospitals oh yeah whenever somebody comes in with with this injury and they can you know get their get them back you know get the injection in them immediately and then maybe you go th- you have to go through therapy for a month and and by the end you're able to walk out of the hospital like that i mean that's got to be yeah. that's a game changer on on yeah. whatever level you look at it yeah so um and, the, and the, so this is not approved for human use yet but he said they're trying to fast track yeah uh fast track with the fda to get approved which is which is huge so I'm excited about well, this. I would one definitely big time. definitely yeah. ask him about um, the the timeline of this in his yeah, in, sure. in, in his estimation if it was on a human um, being one if you get the injury like what's that timeline look like well, and two if you've been injured what that timeline look well, like if and if there's any potential. Yeah. Um you do self-identify as a mouse, though, don't you? <laughs> let me just uh, yeah, let me get that change let me your get species. That mouse, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me get that mouse designation. I'll try. I'll try anything. Uh, <laughs> Shoot, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, what, you never know. Fuck it, if it's a mouse or whatever, man, I'd be like, yeah. sign me well, up, man. What was the? Um, <laughs> you you got an experimental treatment too, though, right? Yeah, God, what was that called? I always have to call. It starts Aunt, with R. Aunt Teresa and ask her. Yeah. Um, but it was no, the same. It was kind of the same deal, right? They had it there, but yeah. but we had to know about it, and nobody knew about the right. And so it's like a doctor. So somebody came and approached my dad about it, right? Yeah. When I was 
was it was Lori. Lori oh. discovered it, right? And oh, it was experimental, you? right? I think Lori and Gina were looking up oh. something and um and they ha- they had to approach the doctor and mm-hmm. then the doctor said, "Well, how'd you know about that?" And then they came back and said, "Cuz we can't offer it because it was experimental. They can't do any experimental treatments, but if you knew about it." So that's something that people Cygen. need. Cygen. That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah, yeah. It's called I knew it felt like I had a gin in it. Yeah, I don't know if they use it anymore, but... I don't no. think they do. I think we looked it up like yeah. a year ago. I think they stopped using yeah. it. I think maybe now they use it for something else, actually. Yeah. But I yeah. think it's still around, but they yeah. don't... It's not for spinal cord injuries anymore, but... I mean, yeah, it definitely... Because, yeah, they yeah. thought I was going to be on a ventilator for the rest yeah. of my life, so... Yeah. Um, and, and that's all about patient advocacy again, right? You know? So, like, you were injured and everybody went, uh, all hands on deck, what can we do to help so the So the other thing is, is, like, it talks about being paralyzed from trauma or disease. Uh-huh. Um, and preventing it. And you know, I guess we don't really think about the people as much on this podcast that I've got paralyzed from disease. We a lot of times talk about trauma tizing. Right. Well, there, yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, well, we talked about, um, Jeremy and I talked about it a little bit about Fred and his Parkinson's. Right. Right. And, you know, and the neurology about it, you know, it's, it's, it's not an injury, but it is a disease that it takes away your mobility and like neuropathy. Right. Uh, I have a neighbor who's got neuropathy and, you know, she can't feel her leg sometimes and falls down. Yeah. You know, so, well, I mean, there and there's so many things that can cause you to become para. I mean, uh, there's ALS, uh, which we know far too much about um, yep. in our family. Uh, you know, uh, Parkinson's, MS, yep. uh, muscular dystrophy, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There, they can really. Yeah, you know, cause my you to, uh, to my wife's paralyzed. check this out. My wife's coworker, um, her daughter, who is like ten or eleven. Uh, one day just woke up and couldn't feel her legs. MS. No, it's a uh, called uh, and I have it here, Julaine Barr syndrome. Oh, Barre. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, is it just like, and it's so freaky to think about that it just randomly. Um, so now she's in a wheelchair, most likely for the rest of her life. All right. So, yeah. so there's nothing they can do. There's about nothing that? you can do about it. Yeah. It's so little known. My God. So like man. something like this. If, if that was to happen to someone like, you know, a kid who just freak gets this syndrome yeah, attacks get, the nervous system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, man, that's that's tragic for sure. Yeah. God. Um, yeah, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, they can get this thing working and it's not. That's, I mean, I think that's like the main thing is they have to te- test the toxicity of it to a human versus... Yeah. To make sure it's not going to kill yeah. you, you know. There's some movie with uh, Hugh Grant back in the day where he was a doctor, or maybe Gene Hackman was the doctor, and they were they were like taking like homeless people and intentionally paralyzing them so that they could use these, like try to figure out a way to use them as test subjects, basically for. And it was like a an a a list movie like oh, really? it wasn't yeah i mean this is like at the yeah gene hack peak yeah. of uh peak of both of their careers probably or yeah. close to it and uh yeah i'll have to look that movie up and and give the name out because that was wild and i remember watching it like it was like not long after my my accident and 
just thinking like man like i like back then like you know 22 years ago i'm just like there's no like i'm gonna be walking again by you know in a couple of years like this is gotta be clip they're making movies about shit like this they're, they gotta be close right but we're yeah. just, here we are well they say real life's just like 20 years behind the movie you know right well we, let's go we, let's get it done then yeah. Um, there was another uh, uh, study that I found uh, recently. It was, this one's from like a week or two ago uh, of a new drug called NVG-291. Um, and it's a brainchild of a renowned neuroscientist named Dr. Jerry Silver. And he, I guess, has licensed his technology to a Canadian life sciences company named NerveGen Pharma. Uh, so it says with decades of groundbreaking medical research to his credit at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Dr. Silver is a professor of neurosciences and a leading, leading global expert on spinal cord injury. Um, and he envisions that this NVG-291 has the potential to revolutionize the treatment of spinal cord injuries. Um, it is designed to heal nerve damage by unleashing the body's natural natural ability to repair itself. Uh, what is especially disruptive here is that NVG-291 doesn't just repair nerve cells. It does more. It actually creates new neural pathways via the extraordinary process of neural plasticity. Uh, Dr. Silver was the first to identify a class of molecules in the central nervous system called, I'm going to butcher this, <laughs> chondroitin sulfate proteglicans, or CSPGs for short. Uh, he, he theorized that the CSPGs inhibit the regeneration and sprouting of neurons. Uh, his eureka moment came when he found that axons are freed from the debilitating effects of CSPGs when treated with this NVG-291 uh, by essentially hiding the CSPGs from the neurons. The nervous systems of his laboratory rats were able to repair themselves and sprout new neural pathways. Um, besides treating spinal cord injury, this new drug... Uh, mechanism has also shown considerable promise in the treatment of multiple sclerosis, sclerosis um, traumatic brain injury, stroke, and even Alzheimer's. Uh, all told, it offers new hope to tens of billions of sufferers. Um, Dr. Silver explained NBG-291 is a peptide that works by targeting the specific receptor tyrosine prosphate sigma that blocks nerve repair following injury. Uh, whether as a result of physical trauma or disease-specific mechanisms such as MS or Alzheimer's disease. It also bears restating that preclinical studies have demonstrated that NVG-291 can improve motor function, sensory function, and cognition, essentially enabling the ability to walk, grasp objects, detect heat, and recall memories. So basically, this is a freaking miracle drug. Well... If it as can long work. as you, and they, they yeah. and this one's already in clinical trials with humans, and they're getting ready to go to phase two of that. Well, it sounds like uh, what was that movie called? Um, was it Ben? Not when it had to do uh, Algernon. Remember, um, it came out like in the early seventies, but yeah. it was a brain injury where the guy got the drug and he could recall and he became really smart. Yeah, he was like a genius. Yes, right? he was like a genius. 
but then it started reversing itself mm -hmm. and so you got to be really careful of these right so right um you because know, you have this promise of something happening and then it then it goes you know back to where you were so mm -hmm. yeah so it was like temporary yeah, it actually worked for a little while in this movie. I don't know if it was. Based I remember on reading the book yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, if they, the yeah, yeah, because it's yeah, it, and they, what they noticed was the rat. Suddenly, they were testing the rat and testing the rat, and they kept this rat, and suddenly he couldn't solve the puzzles anymore. And then right. when he saw that, he went, "Oh no, is this gonna be it's me?" Gonna stop. Yeah, and then it. Started, I mean, it started if, going backwards, right? If it's creating new neural pathways, I mean, are those just gonna? break well, down and disappear well you never know right i mean you never well, yeah, you, you don't that's know. why yeah. it's good that they're uh yeah doing tests they're and doing stuff testing like and yeah. yeah like yeah. i said they're gonna move to the yeah. second stage yeah. of that so yeah and that's pretty exciting man it's yeah. gonna be uh i yeah. mean this one didn't get the joe rogan experience yeah. no. but it's still pretty promising but you know what yeah. breaks down those neuropathways? Do you know what breaks down those neuropathways? because when you're in the emergency room with your uncle for a while you start looking at your phone and you start you know, start WebMD. Yes, yeah, start WebMD and going around. One of the worst foods that you can have and avoid dementia is quit eating bacon and hot dogs. And I was like, what? <laughs> the two of the world's most favorite foods. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. get, I can get. It's by. all the nitrates in it. That oh, I can okay. get by without really, hot dogs, yeah. but bacon yeah. would be tough. Yeah, man. they got turkey so, bacon, man. Yeah, that should don't so, pass. But you gotta, no. you gotta get uh, like prosciutto. <laughs> Like real, oh, okay. Bacon. Yeah, it's the stuff that gets all injected into it, the nitrates. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to swear off of that stuff. So. I think that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Well, shoot, man. I, you know, I just wanted to get. I feel like we had been backed up. Like we didn't have a guest for this week. We'd been backed up on a few of these articles that I wanted well, to talk yeah, about. Well, yeah, I think anyway, it's just really nice to talk about some science again. Yeah, honestly, yeah, because we've been missing that. Yeah. a lot throughout our podcast in the pandemic really right yeah no I, things got things got really uh you know sideways with with spinal cord injury research because i feel like this is some of the best information we've had on here in a long time and yeah. most promising and most hopeful yeah and i can't wait to to talk to dr St or uh, professor <laughs> stuff that's going to be amazing i couldn't believe they got back to me man i was uh i was pretty just Hey, you have little faith. I know, right? I I just always assume Tell people are gonna, I always man. assume people are going to say no. So I'm just like, when they say yes, I'm just like, oh, Jeremy shit. Dixon from the Live to Walk Again Foundation. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say. We're the greatest podcast in the world. If so you'd that, like to be on our pod, we'd like to have you on our podcast. They say, yeah, of course we'll be on there. So when we get a hold of him, I'll call him up and I'll go, yeah, I'm his assistant. Yeah. Allow me to allow me to bring him into the room. Hold yeah, on, hold I've on. got I've got Jeremy here now, doctor. Yeah, mm -hmm. professor. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, the other thing was uh, was that uh, there's another good study that's going on there with a young man named Austin Beggin, B E G G I N, and uh, it's about the brain implants that they're doing oh yeah like yeah. brain machine interface yeah. type stuff yep yeah, exactly and i saw that on pbs uh so i sent you the link uh it's at out of the cleveland functional electrical stimulation center and uh they're basically taking um electrodes on your brain and when you think about something they're mapping them into a computer then map them to the rest of your um you know, like your arm muscles and stuff like that for control. Right. And uh, it was pretty interesting. So he, he might, you know, if you can get, 
this uh, young man on here and talk Absolutely. to him about it. That would be great. Yeah, so. I would love to. You know, that's that's one of the things I've. You know, we've talked a lot about some of the brain machine interface yeah. stuff and and how that works, but not really to the point of having somebody that's that's actually tried it themselves. Because some of that stuff is weird. You see, like on the like on the top of your head, they'll yeah, have yeah, like yeah, a yeah, screw yeah, 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 yeah. on the top of your head or something to yeah. attach the electrodes to, and it yeah. looks so strange. And and you know, and then with like Elon Musk's Neuralink, it's like that. If that thing can work, like where it's just you don't have wires and things yeah. hanging out of your head and yeah. look like a robot. You, uh, well, you I, just, I, I think, you know, it's skull. probably the first generation, right? Like those cochlear implants, you know, I worked with a guy that had one here behind his head and then, um, over time it got smaller and smaller and smaller, you know? Oh, so, yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. now that's, that's interesting. And I'll definitely, uh, try to reach out to Austin and see if we can get him on as yeah. well. And, and you know what? And, and to all these participants that are doing this, I mean, there are heroes. Those are real. Yeah. Those are real heroes, right? Absolutely. That are you know because you don't know what the effects, long term effects of these things are when you're in these studies. No. And, um, you know, uh, it, not equating it. It's not even on the same level as what happened to my uncle. But you know, I'm not mad at the medical profession mm-hmm. i just want them to improve it right yeah and, get better and get better and prompt you know your patients on what's really ailing them when they're especially old and they don't have any advocates you know uh, was my response to their surveys was like yeah you know and so th- the same thing is that this these people are are the real heroes out there yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i mean even in 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 our situation in my situation oh, yeah. probably your guy like i need like Cause I, you know, I almost started taking that third antibiotic and it was Cherie that was just like, we got to look, let's look for something else. Like there's gotta be something you can do. And like, I'm not, I was like, everything was, I was feeling fine. I wasn't feeling like I had any issues still, but whatever the test was came back and said I did. So then I'm like, well, and then on top of that, like I had to wait like three days before I could go bring the test. Cause they said the first test I brought was tainted. I don't know what that meant or it was like didn't get, they didn't put it in the refrigerator quick enough or something. So then I was like, all right, well, can I come back and drop it off? Like, we have to get an order from the doctor. I'm like, well, can you do that? Like, the lab's like literally across the hallway yeah. from my doctor's office. And the lady's like, well, the doctor's not in today. Well, that- And I'm like, well, she already ordered the, the, the test. Like, what are we doing here? Like, can somebody – I know there's like 10 other doctors in yeah. the office. Can you get one of them to just yeah. write the, the order and, and fax – fax it over there like how long does it take to fax something across the hallway well i had a similar thing you know uh, my uncle had an order right for some medical equipment and i went in and they said well we're not authorized to do that i said <laughs> she goes i can see it right here and i said well what do you mean you're not authorized to do it you know they said well we need to have a doctor only a doctor can have that printed out and i said well there's a doctor around here isn't there <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, gotta be, yeah there's a hundred of them yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta be i had, had to come back around. like three weeks later you know, I mean, three days later, not three weeks, but it was crazy. You know, yeah. it was like, it's yeah. in your system, but you can't print it out. The doctor authorized it. I mean, isn't there some kind of... Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah I think you're right, Jeremy. That's that's probably the most um, relevant statement. What are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. get better. Get better uh, for our, uh, medical system, please. Yeah. But, but, but again, you know, shout out to all those people that are putting themselves out there to, um, you know be subjects of these um yeah and and I, yeah and don't get me wrong we're not like 
it's it's the system as a whole. It's not the people in the system no that way, we're, man. we're complaining about because there's some yeah. heroes right now. Dude, listen, still working yeah. in the, I mean, the, the system field. is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, especially the billing. You know, um, like when my son was in for his appendix thing, they couldn't take the thing out of his arm because if they did that, then they that for insurance purposes that would signify that he was had met like a certain goal um but they still needed to give him other treatments but then it wouldn't be covered under the insurance and Mm. so like he was teaching um a resident how to manipulate that system at the same time so that he could give the patients the best care right while also not fucking them financially that's called that's called medicine by accounting yeah and he and not every doctor knows that man so it's like he's like hey like here's the thing like you think we should take that out and he's like yeah but here's why we can't yeah uh, you know i know you remember brandon when i was in the hospital with pneumonia like three years ago or whatever it was four years ago and i was in there and they had me on oxygen and i was like my levels were getting way better or my love my my oxygen levels had gone way back up exactly but they were like we need to keep you on oxygen we're gonna just turn it way down but we need to keep you on the oxygen so that we can keep you in the hospital to make sure like you don't have like an yeah because we don't want to let you go too early yeah right but if we take you off oxygen then your insurance isn't going to pay for you to be here and then i remember they sent me home with oxygen and i tried to go return it to the place they had like the all these big tanks and stuff and i only was on yeah i was probably on oxygen only at night for like a couple nights after i got back and uh tried to take the stuff back and they're like oh we can't take this back and i'm like well i don't need it though and they're like well you have to get a doctor to uh Be like to say that you don't longer. need it anymore and i'm just like what the hell man? so are they out in the lake no I, I finally i just i just was like well i'm leaving it here so you guys can you know i was like i'll call my doctor she'll have, i'll ever call you and i guess i got taken care of but crazy yeah they were like no we can't take this sorry i was like well you're so you're just gonna keep charging my insurance for it until like, okay well gotta go yeah take your stuff see you later Anyway, well, uh, yeah, guys, thanks. I think this no, was no, great. No, no, some good stuff. I think good we got to, yeah, I got I to cover it. some cool, uh, some cool innovations that are happening. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll be back next week with uh, Brianna Wheeler, and then we're gonna have some some more great guests. Professor Stupp is coming on the last week of December, and I have a couple other uh, good good guests coming up as well. So yeah, it's what uh, the Live to Walk Again Foundation and podcast is all about, man. That's what we do here, guys. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, please like, rate, review, share, all that good stuff. Uh, it helps us with the algorithms and all that. And uh, yeah, talk to you next week.